Anthony and Air Podcast back for another episode. It's a good one. Former Ghislaine Maxwell employee breaking their silence. Super excited to discuss this. Uh, plus, Jesse Smollett pulls a John McAfee. Gabby Petito's family is suing Brian Laundry's family. We have the latest on that. And then we'll meet the company that is going to blow up the earth. DuckDuckGo is turning into Google. Uh, Chloe Kardashian shows off her crazy closet. Ryan Coogler Kool, uh, was arrested. We explain what really happened there. Spotify is saying that it's not Joe Rogan's fault that they lost one and a half million subscribers. We have some fan feedback and it's a Cuddles cast. Cuddles joins us to co-host this episode. Ain't that right, Cuddles? That's right. I'm here. Let's go. All right, let's go into uh, the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell story. A former Ghislaine Maxwell employee is breaking his silence. Uh, he has revealed some interesting things on a podcast. Um, this is a uh, young gentleman. I'm going to butcher his name here. Um, his name is, it's a Swedish guy, which is interesting because Supposedly, she had like an army of Swedish dudes working for her. Rasmus Alpsjo. Okay. A L P S J N O with the two dots over it. Ooh, he's fancy. Very, very fancy. That's what two dots means. Fancy from Sweden. Uh, so Rasmus was part of a rotation of Swedish men that were hired to care for Maxwell's dog, Captain Nemo. While she lived in uh, Manhattan near Central Park West, I believe. And uh, this was during the time that her and her secret husband, Scott Borgerson, were dating. Um, so he was hired to do some dog walking and a couple of other things. He was in Sweden at the time when somebody he knew approached him and was like, hey, there's this rich woman in New York. And she pays really well to you can get a visa and come on over and walk a dog. And uh, as he came to learn, he was one of many young Swedish dudes that were paid to, uh, you know, do certain things around her home. A couple things here. He's not accusing her of any sort of abuse whatsoever. Uh, it is very odd, though, that all she did was hire young Swedish dudes. Is that like her type? I don't know because her this Borgerson is like a big kind of, you know, he's like a bigger dude. He's like a like a brunette kind of guy. Doesn't really look like it looks a little schleppy to me. Um, mm. Doesn't really look like a young Swedish guy. Uh, Epstein wasn't a young looking Swedish dude. Um, not that blonde haired, blue eyed kind of look, but that's clearly what she was going for there. But he said some really strange things. I mean, they, they, there was a lot of things. Uh, he went on this podcast. I'm going to find the name for it. Uh, it's a young lady who's got a YouTube channel who, I guess, knew this young man. And when they met, he had said he worked for somebody that he couldn't tell her who it was. And then in 2019, when all the news started breaking and her name started really getting everywhere, then he like told her, you know, his friend, like, oh, you know, this is uh, who the, this is the person who I was working for. And so I guess for whatever reason, she just decided to 
kind of interview him on a podcast and uh it's uh it's kind of taken off and catching some news uh basically because of what he uh was saying and what he was admitting to so a few things uh one he supplied the daily mail with a copy of a photograph that he took uh while he was working for Galane and it was a picture of Bill Clinton's memoir that he gave to Glenn Maxwell and you could see clearly that it's signed in a blue marker to Glenn with love. So he took a picture of that and that's kind of one of the things that's making the rounds is making some news today. Uh, that photo, by the way, you could see in the daily mail uh, link in the description of this episode, whether you're watching or listening, wherever you're watching or listening from, there's a link in the description of this episode for the uh photograph if you want to see i mean it's nothing shocking it's the book mm. as you know basically as it is um rasmus told the daily mail that he remembered finding a copy of the 2004 book one day at maxwell's 15 million dollar new york townhouse he took a picture to remind himself of it um and he thought that it added to the mystery of who maxwell was remember again at the time in 04 he didn't really know who this woman was uh Borgerson, the husband or the boyfriend at the time, future husband, kind of pulled him aside and was like, hey, the woman that you're working for is very, very famous and you cannot tell anybody that you're working for her or what you're doing. So again, kind of similar to all the Epstein crap, it was all very shady, shady and suspect and secretive. And yeah, yeah, she looks like she's a cougar. That's why she likes the young Swedish boys. Yeah, that's right. That's not surprising to hear that, right? Yeah, no. Um, he also said that Maxwell's bedroom was always messy with pillows and clothes on the floor on the weekends when Scott Borgerson would visit. He recalled that they were newly in love and acted like young people rather than a couple uh, in in their middle age, which they were at the time. Okay, I mean... He also said that um, at one point that she was quite paranoid that at one point he let a delivery man in who was uh, there like a, I guess like a UPS guy or something, a FedEx guy. And it turned out that he was at the wrong apartment and she flipped out and was like, you can't do that. That could be somebody here that could like, they be, could be coming here to try and kill me. And he oh, found that to be like pretty bizarre. Like, you know, like, what are you talking about? She's got a guilty conscience because she knew she was doing wrong. Right. That woman's horrible. Yeah. And then he also said that, again, part of the paranoia that uh, she kept a grenade on her desk. Like, like, uh, like pull the clip grenade. Mm hmm. It was a grenade sitting on the desk in Maxwell's office. He said, and I quote, I thought it was weird. I mean, I was like, who has that? What is she doing with a grenade? Just blowing everyone up? I, I don't know. Listen, she, rich people problems. That's really, yeah, that's like bizarre. Um, the podcast also sheds light on Dana Burns, a longtime assistant of Maxwell's who was pictured in society photos with Epstein in 2005, flew on his plane and was an officer in the Terramar Project and other Maxwell companies. Court records show that Virginia Roberts drew free 
um, plan to depose Burns, who has never spoken publicly about her time in Epstein's orbit in 2016 as part of her defamation suit against Maxwell. Um, hmm. Of course, we know Maxwell and Jeffrey have a confidential settlement since 2017. But journalist Julie K. Brown's book revealed the case ended in Jeffrey's favor for about $5 million. Um, so we don't really know. Okay, so in 2020, Palm Beach County State released a cache of records related to a previous criminal case against Epstein that never made it to court. Those documents include a police report alleging that Dana Burns brought her 17-year-old former roommate to Epstein's mansion and that Epstein attempted to give the teenager a massage. According to the 2006 report, Burns allegedly told a friend that she and Epstein have been dating each other and have been uh, paying all of her, and that he had been paying all of her bills. The roommate also claimed that Burns said they met in New York and had been dating ever since. Um, Rasmus said that he and Burns became fast friends and that he visited her home in New Jersey over Memorial Day weekend back in 2015, it was Burns who had interviewed him for the dog walking job over Skype. She had been in charge of hiring the Swedes for Maxwell, uh, Rasmus said. He also said, quote, she was really nice, um, adding that it was difficult for him to learn that Burns might be involved or knew a lot of things about Epstein. <sighs> So we got a little bit more insight into Dana Burns, who, if I'm not mistaken, when that when all this crap started coming out about Epstein, Ghislaine and him emailed back and forth to each other because they were saying that Ghislaine was his girlfriend, which she wasn't at the time. And I think she said that Dana was, if I remember correctly, but I might be wrong about that. I'm sure there's somebody out there in the comments that can uh, confirm yeah. or deny that. So it, it, the, everything is like so weird with all of them. But well, all I say is if I come to your house and I see a massage table anywhere in your house, I'm just leaving. Mm -hmm. I'm just leaving. I'm not I'm not even going to look at anyone, say goodbye. I'm just leaving. What's freakier, the massage table or the grenade on the desk? I don't know. They're at the same level, especially with those people. <laughs> it's a wacky combination. Of yeah, both. you could just. But apparently, isn't that like also like a side effect of like drugs yeah but i think you nailed it before guilty conscious right like yeah she's afraid someone's coming after her it's like why would you do i mean just the law of averages right if you do so many bad things to so many people one of those people or somebody related to or somebody who loves one of those people is going to come back and catch up to you yep exactly like it's, it's like kind of don't it's spit up in the air. Isn't that that like saying like don't spit up in the air because it'll come back to hit you in the face? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of amazing because I feel like it's it's like I, I don't know. I, like it's like I feel like where where my wife or Cuddles and I came from, you didn't mess around with too many people because if they knew somebody or somebody else or whatever, it would come back to haunt you in a major way. Yep. Because like everyone knows everyone and everyone's related to someone. Which I guess is in part and parcel to why they went after like people who were desperate or had broken home situations. But even still, like you got like you're really running a risk that like somebody in these lower income situations isn't going to just have an older brother or sister or something to come over and just just 
take has out. nothing else to lose. Right. There's nothing to lose. They were really kind of like, I understand the power and the, they, you know, if you want to say he was, you know, Assad or whatever and uh, an agent and okay, fine. But that doesn't, you know, that doesn't save you necessarily from somebody in a, you know, in a bad mm-hmm. situation who's got nothing to lose to be like, I'm going to just stab this guy. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know. After talking about these people, I just feel really dirty. They they skeeve them. I just really... It's shower worthy for sure. It is 100%. All right. So Rasmus has come to light. I'm sure there'll be more because he worked for her for five years. I'm sure there'll be more from this the more he starts speaking to people. Um, And if he does say anything else big or major, we'll definitely have it for you on the podcast. There has to be something. There has there has to be more because they thought that they were immune, like they would nothing would ever happen to them. So they had to get lax and sloppy with certain things at times. Mm. Yeah. And again, like he just started, you know, not, not that he forgot, but it wasn't, you know, he was with her for four or five years before then all the drama started happening. And then he started, you know. Yep talking so i i think like i like i said not gonna be the last time we hear from young uh rasmus for sure nope uh jumpstart coffee company proud sponsor of this episode of course you can save 15 percent when you order with the link in the description below and use the promo code aoa15 uh so many great flavors uh cuddles and i have been rocking the the dark roast what are we working on what's our open bag right now um the dark roast i like the medium because of the caramel undertones mm, so it's caramel yeah that's notes. really good yeah those caramel notes and everything because you know i don't like milk or sugar in my coffee i like it black so to have something naturally taste like you know like caramel or have that it, it's good i like that i like that a lot Colonel's likes her coffee the way i like my shirts and podcast backgrounds <laughs> yep Subscribe and save when you order right now. Uh, you can save by uh, ordering in advance and subscribing. Hey, let me get two bags a month. Let me get three bags a month. They'll send you the bags each and every single month. And of course, you'll save a little off of your total bill. Um, plenty of great flavors. Cuddles likes the medium, dark roast. I'm an espresso blend guy myself uh, at times. And of course, 50% of the profits from Jumpstart Coffee go to support our troops. So you're supporting a great coffee company this podcast and those that give you the freedoms that you do so enjoy. So yep. go ahead and click on the link in the below in the description below and order some coffee right now. And don't forget to use that promo code AOA 15 to save. Yep. Uh, Jay Sabs, who is not here tonight was the first person to alert us to our next story, which comes from Jesse Smollett. We didn't do a ton on Jesse. Uh, over the course of his trial, of course, it, he was convicted. Mm-hmm. He did make up a lot of things. They found him to be a big fat liar, 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 pants on fire, I believe was part of the verdict that they read. Yep. And uh, he went for his sentencing and he pulled a John McAfee. So <laughs> you remember when we covered John McAfee's death, he tweeted numerous times. I am not. This was post again. We're in a post-Epstein world. Uh, and now this is even more strange because we're in a post-Epstein slash uh, McAfee slash Jean-Luc Brunel world. Uh, all who uh, were suicided, if you will. Um, but um, 
yeah, he so McAfee tweeted out those things on Twitter numerous times, several times, uh, you know, over the course of the years before he was arrested, you know, saying I am not suicidal or, you know, if I'm arrested, just know that. I think even one came while he was uh, being detained. I think he told his wife to post it or I can't remember now. It's, yeah. it's a blur. Uh, but anyway, that's what he that's what he was saying. Um, and now Jesse Smollett during his sentencing was essentially saying the same thing. Let me bring this uh, up on screen for everybody so they could see and uh, and hear uh, Jesse Smollett. Let me know if you can hear this, Cuddles, because the last couple of times Frank had some issues uh, hearing. Here, can you hear this? I did not do this. Yes. And not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all... I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. <laughs> I, I just, he is such a narcissist. Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury. But I did not so. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. Who does, he, who does he think is coming after him? He's a D-list actor. Who who is coming after you to unalive you? Who? <laughs> to unalive you. Who? Who is going after? He's such a narcissist. So it's like, oh, I can't. He, I, and he didn't even apologize for doing that. What he did. Um, I agree with you. And can I be told, like, to be totally honest? And this is being left out of most stories that people talking about this. Yeah. He was sentenced to 30 months of felony probation, which includes 150 days in jail. It's only 150 days. That's a half a year. That's nothing. Yeah. That's practically nothing. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that one can't be suicided in that time. But like you said, it's a little egotistical for him to think that somebody's out to get him or after him. Who is after him? Just that, like the people that attacked him were after him. Yeah. Oh God. You know that's hysterical too, isn't this? What you got to? <laughs> this I is what just, got you in trouble to begin yeah. with. Making shit up about people coming after you, and now you're you're sticking with it all the way in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, listen, I have to. At, at least he he sticks to it. At least he's like. <laughs> He's consistent. Yeah, he is. Got to give him that. Got to give him. Got to put credit. the theatrics in uh, a court case. So <laughs> I mean, I got to give him that. I can't see how this guy ever works again after this. I mean, he, he he's so weird. He never gave up on the whole thing, and I don't know. Never, it's so strange. Never. I I I don't I don't get. It. But I think he also has to pay back money. Oh, is that right? He's got to pay some. Yeah, cash? yeah. I think he's got to give back. He's got to play like a restitution. Fee? Like restitution. Oh, you're right. They, yeah, he's got to, he's, that's also got to be paid back. $120,000 in restitution and a $25,000 fine for making false reports to the police. Oh, and he's over here. I didn't do it. I'm not suicidal. <laughs> I give up on society. Good thing is, is a lot of, you know, big thing lately is sequels to songs. I think him and Shaggy are going to have a nice little track once he gets out it of was, prison. Oh, yeah. It wasn't me. 
Um, back to the Gabby Petito, Brian Laundry situation. Weird thing here. Uh, today, Gabby Petito's family filed a civil lawsuit against uh, Brian Laundry's family. Actually, correction, it was yesterday. It was late yesterday that they uh, filed the lawsuit, uh, basically claiming that the parents of Brian Laundry knew about Gabby's murder. In the filing, Joseph Petito and Nicole Schmidt claim that Laundrie advised his parents that he had murdered Gabrielle Petito on or about August 28th, a day after Petito's death. So they're saying that Brian told them the day after it happened. Um, how do you how do you like prove that? I don't know how they prove that. That's I mean, that's really it is pretty interesting. I'm not sure how they prove that, but there has to be some sort of inkling that they have or some something that makes them think that that was the case that I guess Brian called them and let them know what it was. Oddly, you know, you would think this would be, I guess, given the, the, the weight of how this kind of spread all over the world and, yeah. became such a big thing. The lawsuit is only seeking damages of $30,000. That's yeah, it. Wh wh like, what are you going to do with $30,000? $30,000, exclusive prejudgment interest costs and attorney fees. That is basically it. Um, Brian Laundrie's lawyer, Stephen uh, Bertolino, released a statement saying, quote, as I have maintained over the last several months, the Laundries have not publicly commented at my direction, which is their right under law. Assuming everything the Petitos allege in their lawsuit is true, which we deny, this lawsuit does not change the fact that the Laundries had no obligation to speak to law enforcement or any third party, including the Petito family. This fundamental legal principle renders the Petitos' claims to be baseless under the law. The suit was filed in Sarasota County and accuses R Roberta Laundry of blocking Schmidt on her cell phone and Facebook during the investigation. It also alleges that the Laundry's parents knew their son had murdered Gabby when they issued a statement claiming that they hoped the search was successful and she returned home safely. It also cites the Laundry's refusal to respond to or cooperate with authorities and goes on to allege that they were keeping Brian's whereabouts a secret on making arrangements for him to leave the country. That I think is the key. If they can prove that, that they were making arrangements to get him out of the country, which how you do that, mm. I don't know. Cause it's not like they were going to stick him on an airplane or anything. No, you know, and it's not like if you were sneaking somebody out of the country from Florida, like on a boat to an Island or, you know, wherever those type of people don't actually give you receipts when you make arrangements with them. So I don't know how they're going to prove that. Um, but if they can, I would imagine that, I mean, this being a civil issue, I would imagine that that is, I mean, isn't this like aiding and abetting? I, I don't even, I thought. Yeah. Like that's so weird. And it only 30,000. Yeah. That's so weird. I don't yeah. know. I know, but like I had saw a TikTok a little while ago and it was like, you know, because there's always like nutritionists trying to tell you things. This lawyer was was like, they don't have to answer any questions. They could plead the fifth. Right. Because they, if they're going to incriminate themselves, they, they can plead the fifth. 
unless they have criminal immunity, unless they got immunity from the cops, then they have to. Right. There's like so many things. It's kind of crazy. I can't wait to see how this like, like how this pans out. Because they only want 30K. And didn't they start like um, out here? Because she's, wasn't she, they're both from Long Island or she's from Long Island and she's She's from not, yeah, not far from where we are. And they started like, um, like a fund. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a whole, they have a, it's a whole charity now that they're finding. Yeah. So why not try to get more money and put it towards that? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess there's some sort of a, a monetary limit on what you can do because oh. this is, this is basically they're suing them for acting with malice. Uh, so that's, that's where the civil suit comes from. So uh, I don't know how much well, you could actually get from that. Well, maybe 30. So, all right. But you know what, too? The 30,000, because 30,000 is practically nothing. And that does tell me that they're just pissed and they just want some sort of legal recognition that these people did something wrong. That's what yeah. that signifies to me. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like, and because this case was so big, anywhere. The people anywhere that Brian's parents go and people see their names and probably see their faces, they're gonna look bad and they're gonna feel bad for her parents. And right. it's just gonna it's like their life is kind of I mean they prop they had to move, so it'll follow them everywhere. And if they keep extending it, it's gonna keep following them everywhere. Yeah, and I guess too it'll hurt them more because you know if it if in if in a court case it does they they do prove that they knew, which we all kind of feel like they knew, but if they are able to kind of like nail that down, it it will preclude them from, Lord knows what, yeah, deals or whatever kind of crazy. Yeah, shit no one's gonna want them out with. Yeah, and but uh, you know I do find it weird too because also I mean isn't that what do you call that when you interfere with an ongoing investigation? Like isn't that? Oh. Like that's the thing too. Like uh, even though it it all shook out the way it shook out and everything is closed now, like for a time there they were kind of like accomplices. Yeah, like they were interfering with an ongoing investigation. I mean, I guess they were talking to the cops. I guess they weren't. They're just gonna keep saying like we didn't. Like the lawyer said, we didn't have to. We didn't yeah. have to help you. We didn't have to do all that. I guess so. <sighs> I guess so. It's hard because they, you know. As, as much as they probably felt bad, that still was their son. But like, if you knew your son did something wrong, like, could you turn him into the cops? Or did they not ask questions, but they kind of knew, but didn't ask questions? Yeah. And that's yeah, why that's... they lawyered up so fast. It is. It is hard. I mean, we've gotten into trouble, you know, scratching this territory in the past where you kind of drum up some sympathy for them but it is hard you're, you're right it is a difficult thing and any anybody i mean anybody with a heart if you put yourself in that situation your kid's out one day on a trip with his girlfriend the next thing you know he calls you and tells you he did this horrific thing it's not an easy thing to do granted they did the wrong thing yeah you know um you'd, you'd hope that you would do better but until you're in that situation it's hard to tell what you would do you, you just know? don't know you just don't know. And again, it's your kid. You would do anything for your kid, including kill yeah. somebody else, you know? So it's kind of, uh, yeah, it's kind of a hard thing to, uh, to deal with. It is. Speaking of hard things. Um, 
That's what she said. The <laughs> there's a company out there that is basically going to end all our lives. And it's about time we meet them now. So that like 20 years from now, when they screw everything up, you could trace it back to this moment on the podcast. Okay, go ahead. Um, an energy company plans to dig deeper into the earth than ever before to bring renewable energy to the masses. It's a company called Quasi Energy. I believe it's Quasi. Q-U-A-I-S-E. Isn't that a weird way to, is you know, when you say quasi, I don't even know. Anyway, they've been making a name for themselves for the last two years. This is uh, one of those MIT spinoffs. You know, MIT has like a little incubator where they like companies can go there for some seed funding and they, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. That's basically what they're doing. Uh, so they're based out of Boston um, based on some technology that they've developed. Uh they plan on tapping into the Earth's natural geothermal energy. So not a new concept. Geothermal is a thing. A lot of places, companies, buildings use it where they run their pipes deep into the Earth where the temperature is warmer. And then they use that natural gravity of, you know, water and such being forced down to force the water back up. So the water goes down cool, water comes back up warm, and that's used to heat places, provide hot water, and it doesn't provide, you know, the geothermal has zero waste. Um, and their idea is to drill down deeper into the Earth's center more than anyone has drilled ever before, where the rock temperatures are around 932 degrees Fahrenheit or 500 degrees Celsius. Okay. It feels like, now again, I don't want to be accused, Cuddles, of blocking good old fashioned capitalism. Um, but it feels like, and again, I don't want to sound like a hippie here and offend my conservative friends, but it feels like the earth belongs to all of us and there should be some sort of a voting process. If we're going to let one small group of people drill into the middle of this fucking thing. I, um, you know, it's after the last like two years, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm just like, hey, let's maybe leave things for a little while. Yeah. Like, let's not rock the boat right now. And this seems like some kind of like Tony Stark kind of a thing. Like, hey, I need a grant from MIT. Where did that come from? Wasn't that in one of like the Iron Man movies? I think he so. gives like a grant. Yeah. And then it's like. I just, I don't know. Let, let's just calm down with everything right now. There's a lot going on. Right. Let's not open no more Pandora boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, like, I'm, like, like, we're or, all exhausted. Or don't, right. We're all exhausted. Now is not the time to start drilling into yeah. shit. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's not. This is like for a parent. This is like when you're at the, the end of like a 10 hour work day and then you come home and the house is a mess and you clean it all up. And then you cook dinner and then your kids are shitty and they're fighting and they're spilling everything all over the floor. You got to vacuum and clean and wipe everything down. And it's five minutes before bedtime and they look at you and they go, I want to paint now. You're oh, like, God. yeah, that, it's not the day. It's not the time. Yeah. Same we thing with this. You're right. We've had a hell of a two years. It's not the century. Why don't you come back in the year? 2100 and we could talk we could discuss you know yeah it's like read the room read, read the, the room. room yeah 
I think we're going to make shirts that say read the room. That's become a, it's becoming a staple of this podcast. We've been saying that a lot lately. Some, a lot of people out there cannot read the room. No, no, they, they just think, oh, I'm going to be the, I'm going to, I'm going to create something new and I'm going to do this and I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And it's just like, I don't want to hear it. It's like, leave me alone. And here's the thing. It's less weird for us because this is happening in Boston, but that's kind of this like American egocentric issue that we have as Americans. Think about how the rest of the world feels about that. Now, granted, we've pulled off a lot of things, got to the moon first, we invented the internet podcasting we gave to the world okay fine we've done we've had some successes but think about it this way if it would be like for us if we heard that like somebody in finland wants to wants to drill to the middle of the earth or somebody in south africa or in china we would be like hold on a minute wait a second we want to get some of our people over there just to kind of like feel this out and see what's what you know what i mean like yeah uh, you, you just wouldn't you just wouldn't trust it. I can't imagine the rest of the world being like, we can trust the Americans. <laughs> yeah, they, they've never they've never done anything wrong. They're they're a bunch of great people. Like I just and this is not this is just I don't think any like we're Italian, right? If we heard that yeah. the Italians were thinking about doing this, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think so. You know, if we were talking about inventing a new macaroni, let's let's put it in our brother's uh, hands over there. Oh, you, you you came up with better ways to lay bricks? Great. Massimo's our guy in that instance. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. to the go to the middle of the earth. Yeah, I don't I don't really think so. Not a thing. Whoever no. was the son of a bitch who came up with lighting a block of cheese on fire and then so it melts and then putting macaroni in it and tossing it around and putting it on a plate, I'm pretty sure that person was Italian. Yeah, and he probably deserves really he he deserves that recognition. Yeah, and that's where we want our people to be concentrated on coming up with new innovative ways to inject carbs and calories into pasta. Yeah. Drilling down and, to the center yeah. of the earth, not so much. And then these people that like, oh, we're gonna drill down to the center of the earth, they want you to like clap for them and give them a Nobel Peace Prize. Hey, can you get my six year old to wipe his own ass? Yeah. Like that I'll clap for. Right. I don't have time for this bullshit. Also solar, you know, like let's <sighs> let's let that solar run out all the way yeah, before we start drilling. Out. Yeah. Solar, wind, the ocean, like all these different ways. What's next? What's next? Yeah, we got a lot of other way. We have a lot of other lanes to go down and strike out on before we go. Let's drill into the middle of the earth on, on the whole energy front. Oh, God. You know, uh, to date, the deepest hole human beings have drilled into the earth. Can you guess? Mm, no. Yeah, I couldn't even. Can you give it a guess. Give it an in feet. I don't know, like twenty-five thousand feet. Okay, that's not a bad guess. How, here's a separate guess. How much do the average person, like an average person, how, like, what's the deepest you think they've ever dug a hole? Like, what's the deepest you think I've ever dug a hole? Not even a foot. I see how you dig all, at the beach with all kids. <laughs> so I'm not giving you much. I think I've dug like a three to four foot hole, maybe. That's bullshit. That is absolutely, that is bull. Bull. I've gotten our kids like in a hole. Like our a kid is six years old. He was five at the beach. He, he was still above the sand. So all I don't for his age, though. No, he's not. 
Keep going. I want to know the answer. 40,000 feet. Okay. And guess how long that took. How long do you think 40,000 feet? (laughs) They've been doing it. They've been doing it since the dinosaurs. So millions of years? No, 20 years. Oh, God. But that's a long time to dig 40,000 feet. Have they found anything? Have they found Hoffa? (laughs) No, they didn't. They're just talking about it, and no one knows this answer, which means that they have found nothing that's groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. So they could keep digging, and when they get where they want to be, call me. Um, this quasi has a hybrid drilling rig, which they which the which utilizes a traditional rotary head to get through the softer material and a high energy beam to melt tougher stuff. That can drill up to 12.4 miles in just 100 days. Hmm. So they're okay. using a high energy beam to drill <laughs> in the center of the earth. This is a horrific oh, idea. Geez. These people need to be stopped right now. Stop giving them money. And 20 years. They, they've been doing this for 20 years and nothing so far. Yeah. Um, Gabrielle Weinberg who's the big duck over at DuckDuckGo, uh, announced some sweeping changes this week. He said, in addition to downranking sites associated with disinformation, we also often place news modules and information boxes at the top of DuckDuckGo search results where they are seen and clicked the most to highlight quality information for rapidly unfolding topics. So for people who don't know, DuckDuckGo has been used by a lot of people, especially in the last two years since the pandemic came around, as unfiltered search results, um, an unfiltered search engine. So for people who don't know, Google uh, returns search results based on a, a wide array of information, not yeah, just like how much you want to pay, yeah, like not just if you're a Democrat or Republican, but based on your location, based on your previous search habits, based on your clicking search habits, um, it'll give you that information a bit faster. People will say, this is bullshit, but the last time that you searched for a pizza place near you and you found one via Google, that's why all this shit kind of comes in handy. Uh, Where it doesn't so much come in handy is in the case with the Pfizer documents, where if you try and find any information on that, it is, very very hard to um and they've also been accused of hiding information for democrats and you know trying to defeat republicans so on and so forth so we know the whole long history of that but people have used duckduckgo as a salvation they say don't use google use duckduckgo they don't do anything to their search results and now admittingly so just this week the uh the leader of duckduckgo gabriel weinberg said that they do in fact do just that so there is no escaping this. Now, um, you know, you might say, well, they're a little bit more fair than Google. Okay, fine. You can say that. But the fact of the matter is, is they made their reputation off of, we don't do anything. We give you true, unbiased, organic results. That is not true. Yeah. That is not true. Which goes back to all the social media sites and everything. And everybody acts like, well, Facebook's evil and Twitter's evil and all this and that. And yes, they do have a lot of really big shortcomings. You know, uh, we've talked about this before. You know, it's a 
uh, Trump put a weird put everybody in a weird place with some of his tweets where you you didn't want to incite violence and you didn't want to create some of these things that he wound up creating. But at the same time, you didn't want to have a small group of people being in a position to, to decide what's truthful or not, what's real or not. Yeah. You know? And as we've seen in certain cases with Hunter and the and the laptop and that story being crushed when it was a real legit news story, we've seen that backfire on these social media networks. So that's all true. They are not without blame or fault. Um, but what we're seeing now is, is you just, I don't know if we can exist in a world cuddles anymore with unbiased, you know. Um, I don't think so either. Organic results. I just, it doesn't, I don't just don't think it exists anymore. I don't either. The time is gone. That's why a lot of people have a lot of uh, faith in Truth Social. But I think, you know, even if Truth Social gets so, so big, you know, they're going to have to start instituting some of the same policies that we've seen Facebook and Twitter institute with not only fake news, but misinformation and, you know, uh, harmful acts and all this sorts of stuff that all these social sites are are introducing right now. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people think like if 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 russia was able to infiltrate social media and search results why would they just leave duck duck go alone you know what i mean yeah it's almost not so much these companies faults as it is the outside elements kind of pushing them into it mm -hmm. i know speaking of outside elements pushing themselves into it that's what she said chloe kardashian's <laughs> craziest closet we've ever seen Link in the description below. Again, we're not going to flash the uh, photos on the screen, but you can take a look for yourself. She released uh, photos of her pantry through her own blog, Poosh, P-O-O-S-H. And um, she's a psychopath. No, she's got, I think she, I think it's been documented that she's like OCD. I, I, she's like, it's like really, really organized, but then it's really got like a lot of junk food and cookies and stuff. And I'm like, who's eating that? Like, let's yeah. be like, who's, who's eating that? Cause she's as thin as a rail. And by the way, this is an OCD. This is an OCD person's orgasmic Nirvana state. It is. It is like her pantry is the size of like people's kitchens like it's huge That's yeah what she said that what she said exactly i'm i'm sorry i'm not janine I'm, i can't like uh but yeah so it's it's super organized it's super everything is like literally the cookies are in like it's amazing it's amazing okay, just go look go, at it it's like awesome let's go through let's go through uh, frame by frame here i mean we won't start at, oh should we start at the beginning let's start Ooh. at the beginning it the, like you said this the space is huge huge um everything is kind of like in its own little place in the first picture i see i noticed the vlasic pickle jars but again and i'm going to say this a lot she's also got peanut butter not too far away from the vlasic pickles nine jars of each one of these fucking things i know who has like nine like i don't know if she's like a ocd doomsday prepper um but she's got like nine <laughs> jars of things and it's all on like a roundabout kind of a thing where you turn it and like you could get like i don't know about you but we got like one pickle jar that's in the refrigerator <laughs> and it's got like three 
Pickle Spears left and it's probably been there for practically two years and yeah. she's got like nine of them like like things go bad you're not gonna have nine of them and i mean i'm not against storing things like i do this we do this right now we store this stuff but we store it in a place that we like to call a supermarket like yeah. we leave it there yeah and then when we need it we go get it and we give them money in exchange for it we don't need to have nine peanut butter jars in our, I don't know if they're throwing a peanut butter fucking party or something. It's not even like organic either. It's like it is Jeff. I would it say it's, it's the yeah, worst. Yeah, it's like butter. it's not even like organic. Like I expect to see like Whole Foods. Like she went there, bought like a pound of raw peanuts and had them ground it. Yeah, I'm like shocked. It is. It is yeah, it's so. fucking Jeff. Which is just shit, peanut butter, sugar, and shit. And she's as thin as a rail. And we're supposed to believe that she's going to consume nine fucking things of peanut butter? Well, when you like having shit sucked out of you, I mean. I guess so. You think, is that what it is? She's got fat sucked out of her like all the time? Um, probably. I mean. <laughs> Let's talk I would about do it. I'm down. Uh, all right. Third photo in the mix. I hope everybody's following along. Um, she's got there. And now she's got these like, I guess, little like roundabouts. So you could like turn some yeah. of the things. Yeah. And she has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, I got to be like 12 or 13 hot sauces. I mean, I don't even think that fucking show with the hot sauce chicken wing guy has this many fucking hot sauces. I don't, I don't get it. First we feast know. doesn't have this many fucking hot sauces. This is insane. She's got 37, uh, you know, salad dressings. Okay. And then she's got again, uh, like 12 barbecue sauces. And a lot of them are sweet baby rays. And again, that's pretty, she loves Costco. I, she might own a piece. Of I Costco. think so. I think that's why she has so much. Cause you at Costco, you buy like in bulk. So she's, she's getting from Costco. I want to know if her Oreos are real Oreos, but. Do you think they're Hydrox? First of all, I would be disappointed. Or are they the ones from Trader Joe's? Hmm. Jojo's, I think they're called. They're actually really, really good. And I think they're not as bad. Like, I mean, Oreos rock. They like the best. There's nothing. I love Oreos. Um, but Jojo's are really good too. Um, she has two jars of breadcrumbs, one being plain breadcrumbs and the other being Italian breadcrumbs. Now call me naive, but I didn't know if, I didn't know breadcrumbs existed that weren't Italian. Yes, Anthony, there are people in this country that aren't Italian. I know that's really hard to believe, but there are non-Italians um, and they don't necessarily like panko. Like that's not seasoned. They're seasoned. Oh God. That's Listen. true. The panko, I will give panko. Is that? What, that's Japanese. I think Japanese. Yeah. I'll give the panko people, which I'm okay with, you know, like, but just plain breadcrumb. Mm. Like yeah. you got, there's no such thing. It's, it's, uh, you know, you gotta, there's gotta be a specific type. Like, uh, there's, there's like, garlic and then isn't there like spanish garlic i have no idea what spanish garlic is i don't know what you're talking about make it up. i also hate the way i mean we've seen this on the kardashian show too the way they do their cookie jars they have these big cookie jars 
and then they just layer the cookies yeah. so that it makes a pattern. Yeah, I can't stand that. That gives me, like when I see that, that kind of a pattern, I'd like I just can't stand that. Who the hell does that? That's Because I know Chloe ain't doing it. So there's got to be somebody. No, she does. Job no, she it does. is. She showed how to do it. They did like this whole. They yeah. went to her house and then she showed them like you do this and then you have to. And she did like a whole thing. But there's no way she does it all the time. Like she pays. No, somebody. no, she has like help. They all have there's help. A, yeah. So there's like a cookie layer on the payroll in Chloe's house. I hope he's not a young Swedish guy. I hope it's not an army. I don't guy. know. I have a lot of other questions. But yeah, she's got two. She's got Chips Ahoy original and Chips Ahoy chunky. And then there's another sort of chocolate chip cookie jar that we can't see because it's blocked by Vienna fingers, which is impressive. Uh, and then she's got a jar of Fig Newtons and a jar of Oreos. And they're Ugh. all layered in that fucking I, crazy I design. I don't get it. Who is eating all of this? First of all, who's eating that many Fig Newtons? Okay. Yeah, because don't gross. they go bad? This shit don't. I mean, even though these particular cookies are like fucking shot to hell with preservatives and shit yeah but still they don't they get like hard i mean i know that they're in like a jar and stuff but it's still like it there can't be a high turnover there i'm sorry it's, it's fucking disgusting and let's be honest when you have kardashian money like i know there are people that are so rich every single day in their house they get a flower delivery and new flowers are put in their home every single day. Yeah. Every single day the flowers change. So, and I'm assuming that Kardashian's probably not far from that. Like, if she's into flowers, that's probably what she's doing. So if she's this into cookies, wouldn't you just rather pay somebody to bring you fresh-baked cookies every friggin' day rather than have this insane Costco OCD porn closet? Like we have Uber Eats and DoorDash, someone could stop at like Auntie Anne's for you and and get you like pretzels and like you know. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't get it. If you have this money where you can create this sort of closet, then you have money to have somebody fresh bake a cookie for you and hand deliver it to you in a fucking you know. Uh, Maserati. You know what I mean? In in a, in a special organic wrapping paper that dissolves and turns into unicorn farts when it's done and they have to have like personal chefs and stuff so you could have someone bake you cookies in like 30 minutes mm. yeah i'm like i would rather a like a cookie that just came out of the oven or you know or like a brownie that just came out of the oven rather yeah. than a chips ahoy cookie if I had Kardashian money, I would pay somebody to bring me a fresh baked, natural, homemade chocolate chip cookie while somebody else massaged my balls. I would pay someone just to do that so you'd leave me like you just you'd be really happy and leave me alone. Uh, Ryan Coogler arrested and we have an explanation for this. So Coogs, uh, as I like to call him, he's the director for the Black Panther. Very successful uh, director, uh, very, you know, just one of the guys. He's he's, yeah. he's a great director. Uh, young African American dude. He's in a bank in Atlanta, and he gets arrested. And what's amazing about this story is, you know, he got 
pretty upset and took to social media and a lot of people had his back and um i just kind of you know it's kind of interesting how again the bad part of twitter like people just jumping to conclusions like wildly jumping to conclusions because here we are like a few days removed and everything is settled down and everything is kind of cool and we know the full story and i'm going to tell everybody the full story but if you were on this within the first hour of like his tweet where he said he was arrested at gunpoint um everybody acted like okay here are the racist cops again arresting the black man in Mm -hmm. you know in a bank and like that whole tale so when again when you get all the information so as it turns out and we can see this on body cam um he was at a bank he was at the teller he was dressed uh, he had a green like sweatshirt uh, he had a black like hat on, like uh, not a cap, but like a wool hat kind of. And he was wearing a N95 mask or KN95. What's the big one? The Isn't that the KN95? Yeah, the KN95. Thank you. So he was wearing that thing. And, you know, again, if he got arrested just for dressing like that and for being black, I could totally understand it. Um, but he. Um, oh, and here's the other thing that bothered me. So the first little thing that we found out was that the the uh, the bank that somebody called the cops on him. It wasn't like the cops were sitting out front. And yeah. Like, Look at this black guy going into the bank. You yeah. know, like he must be up to no good. Let's arrest him. That's kind of what made everybody made it seem like the first day. But when you go to find out more, obviously it wasn't that. But the first thing that we heard was, oh, somebody called the cops on him. So I'm sitting there watching everybody bash the shit out of the police and I'm kind of going. And then I found out that it was the bank called the cops on him. So now I'm like, well, it ain't the cops that are racist. It's the fucking bank. Yeah. Like blame the bank then if that's the case. But here's what exactly happened. He went to the bank. Okay. And asked to withdraw $10,000 out of his account. Didn't verbalize it handed the bank teller a note oh seriously that asked for the cash ten thousand dollars in cash out of his bank and it said please do it discreetly now he's he was saying which makes sense because if whatever you pull a lot of money out of the bank i hate it when the teller sits there and counts it and like screams it across the thing and you're like thanks now everybody knows i got two grand that i'm walking out of here with you know and you and you could you couldn't have just been like you couldn't have just whisper or just fucking count it. I'll follow along with you, you know. And then here's the other thing that bank tellers, these assholes, then they fucking hand you the cash. Like put it in an envelope. Just put it in an envelope. Everybody knows that I have money, but put it in an envelope so people don't know how much. Yeah, but money don't I- hand yeah, but don't hand a letter. Has he never seen movies before? Yeah, so Any, that's ex- anytime a movie Anytime in a movie when someone hands a letter to a teller, it's not for a good reason. Yeah, so that's basically what happened. And that's oh. why the teller triggered the alarm, I guess. And then they called the cops. is because he handed this letter over. Oh, okay. Now, if he was a white guy and he handed the letter over, would they have been as nervous? Look, I don't know. I don't know who those people are. Um, but again, I just found it interesting that all these people were like, Oh, these people are defending cops and they were wrong and the cops are racist and all that. And it turns out the cops were as far. Now, one of the cops pulled out his gun. I saw the video. He had his gun in his hand 
maybe for three seconds. Then he put his gun back away. Uh, this this Ryan Coogler did absolutely everything the right way. He was terrified. He shouldn't have been treated this way. He was terrified, but it was just seems like it was one of those circumstances where all this shit kind of comes together and you have what you have. Thank goodness he just, okay, listened all the way, was, you know, was very open with them. And then he kind of talked with the cops and it all seemed cool at the time. And he took the Twitter and he was pretty pissed off when he when he hit Twitter. But they talked to him today. He, he, he did an interview today and he was like, everything is cool. Because essentially like Bank of America came out and they were like, you know, we've settled this, you know, and they're, they all kind of want to move on from this like really quickly. And yeah. here's the other thing. He's taken out $10,000 cash. So he tells the cop that he has a medical assistant that travels with his family that likes to get paid in cash. Oh, God. Just, now, uh, throw, uh, just throw that person under the bus, why don't you? I'm not saying Ryan Coogler is doing something wrong here, but that medical assistant is doing something wrong Yeah, if they mm -hmm. only want to get paid in cash. Well, but yeah. Oh, God. I, I just don't get people. I mean, the last couple of times I had to move around and cash a lot, it had to, it was a bookie. Again, not exactly a legal source of uh, of happenings <sighs> here. Why not, like, get the branch manager and say, hi, can we, like, do it somewhere a little bit more discreet? Like at, like, at a desk somewhere, like, or something. Like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know, though, because it, it's weird. Like, I guess... Because also, like, if you're him, you don't want to be like, oh, hi, do you know who I am? Because it's not like he's an actor. You know, he's a director. So you got to be really hard into the Marvel universe to kind of know who the fuck he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think a letter was the right way to go about it. Yeah, it's kind of. But what is the <laughs> right way to go? So. I mean, I guess you could whisper it, you know, like. But and here's the other thing, too. Like, and so the tell. I think the teller was pregnant and, like, admitted to being, like, freaked out like i think she it was a woman she thought you know oh i'm getting robbed where like i guess the kind of first move would have been to check the bank account number and if you see he's got a few million in there 10 grand ain't that big of a deal like you're not getting robbed yeah but he said he pushed a letter to the person come on yeah because the other move kind of i mean i feel bad that like sucks that that happened to him but I'm I'm sorry, a letter is not the way to go about this. Yeah, like he's got some apologies coming his way. Like, pe like that was it was wrong. But you know, yeah. And again, like just fill out the slip. Like, just fill out the slip. Don't write on the back of a. He wrote on the back of a piece of paper. Oh, Please discreetly <laughs> give me ten thousand dollars. Like, yeah. you can see how you have. A, there's a smidge of of blame there like i'm sure not everybody rolls into the thing like not every teller gets to work and, and is going to see a ten thousand dollar withdrawal slip but yeah that's, what else do you have to do like you know you could just hand it to her and like you know could we be yeah but they also ask you questions anything over a certain amount and and i i think it's only a few thousand dollars and they question you Actually, ten thousand is where they question you. Or, or no, I've gotten I've gotten questioned for less than. Oh, you're right. Yeah, when you pull out, a, yeah, when you pull out a, a, a decent amount of money, you do have to answer a bunch of like. I think it, I I think I pulled out when we were doing like our roof, a couple of thousand, and they asked me. They were like talking and asking me questions about it, and I was like, um, just give me my money. Yeah. Like, mind your business. 
you but know. yeah, they do. After a couple thousand, they ask you. Anything over 10,000 10, or over, they, it triggers the IRS, an IRS investigation. That's what I was thinking of. But less than that, they still... They still question and, you and, in the and bank. The thing is, is that, remember, they when we had to take out and, and people, they tell you, like, banks really don't have a lot of cash on hand. That's right. We were doing something and we had to pull a lot of money oh, out of our, our wedding. account. You remember our wedding? Okay, you don't have to give every fucking last detail. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Next thing you're telling people from what bank and how much it was. I didn't say what bank, but they remember, and they gave us a hard time. Yeah, because well, we and we just happened to have been there for something else, and we were like, oh, you know, we're gonna have to, you know, like pay people and do some things, and you know, we're gonna, and they were like, hey. You need to let us know. I think we had to give them like what twenty four to forty eight hours notice. Yes, some shit. Because they're like, we don't carry that much, ca and it and again, it was it wasn't a lot. It was pay a wedding cash, so it was a lot, but it wasn't like a lot, a lot. Yeah, you know. Uh, and and they like you need to let us know. I mean, I guess maybe because we were in a small town. But here's the other crazy thing about this: he was in Atlanta. And I get the whole discreet thing, but there was also kind of like nobody in that bank. Like it looked like it, it wasn't like a city bank. It was like a, you know, kind of like a suburb looking bank. So I don't think he had to be too paranoid. But again, to his defense, I yeah. walked out of the bank with like three, four grand and felt like, fuck, I got to get the hell out of here quick. You know? Yeah. So I guess I'm that's always afraid. Thing. But when you're dealing with medical professionals who get paid in tens of thousands of dollars. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. You're definitely you or them are definitely doing something. It's a little uh maybe not on the government's friendly side. <laughs> yeah, he shouldn't have said that. Um again, another another instance when the Twitter warriors are out thinking that they know everything. Spotify loses a million and a half subscribers, and right away everybody's like, see, it's Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's ruining Spotify. And because he's a, a bigot and an anti-trans and an anti-vaxxer, everybody oh, quit and God. lost their subscriptions. You want to know what the real reason is? Why? Spotify suspended their premium service to Russia. Uh, see? And that's resulted in a million and a half less subscribers than they had in the previous quarter. So that's basically it. Now, I'm yes. sure some people canceled their shit over Rogan, but a million and a half? I don't think so. And by the way, he brought in God knows like tenfold that probably when oh, he yeah. came. So even oh, if it, yeah. even if they shaved a million, two million off the top, they're still way ahead with Joe Rogan than without. Yep. So kind <sighs> of a silly thing there. Um, let's go to uh, fan feedback. You got anything else there, Cuddles? We're coming to the uh, the end. Not really. All right. Um, somebody brought up an interesting fact to me because uh, so if you're wondering why uh, Frank or Janine are not here, Jaseb's had something uh, personal this evening. But Frank, admittedly, last episode said that he was invited by another friend of ours to go to uh, see John Mulaney in Pennsylvania. And somebody wrote it to me. And do you think it's kind of weird that Frank couldn't go to the movies with you but is crossing state lines to go see a comedian with somebody else oh snap they're calling him out calling frank out on his shit i you know what i'm gonna question our our uh friendship that's that's fucked up i couldn't get him to go see a movie and uh, yet he drove three hours 
to fucking go see John Mulaney. That is very true. I don't know who I should be jealous of, John Mulaney or our other friend, who, by the way, little inside tip, is also named Anthony. Perhaps I am the inferior Anthony uh, in his uh, friendship circle. He definitely likes him more. It appears to be so. I can't even get him to travel 20 minutes out of his house. Fucking three hours. And I'm sure he paid some tolls, too. Oh, yeah. And with gas? Are you kidding me? That's true. This is like a $4,000 trip when you count gas. Yeah. By the way, my wife tricked me into getting gas yesterday. Oh, I did not trick you into getting gas. You were going right there. Oh, I'm sorry. You had to be do something rough. Now, people are probably like, what do you mean? Like, okay, here's the thing. Gas stations, for the most part, empty. Do you know where the war zone currently exists? Besides Ukraine, obviously, uh, is the Costco and BJ gas stations where they're like 30 cents less. Because people, for the most part, like, oh, I'm not going to drive, you know, that far to go get 10 cents less gas. Screw that shit. But now that it was like 30 cents less, people were there. There was a there was an actual person whose whole entire job it was was to direct traffic at the gas station that my wife suckered me into going to. I did not sucker you into going and getting gas. Listen to me. You suckered me. A. B. It's not your fault when you have a spouse that's as stupid as I am. Yeah, and- it wasn't that hard. I suggested it and you fell for it. So <laughs> it's your fault that you're the idiot, not she, me. She goes, you want to take the family car to get gassed up? We'll switch cars and you can go get it. And I go, yeah, you're having a rough week. I'm trying to be a caring husband. Not realizing Dopey here is getting sent into the war zone. There was like there was like 65 cars. And this was, by the way, right after maybe 45 minutes after my aunt had texted the family and she waited an hour at a Costco in Jersey to get gas. I usually don't like, I don't go to like BJ's for the gas, but you were going to be right there. So it was perfect. Mm -hmm. You were going to pick up my target order. Yeah. I was going to be right there because I volunteered to pick up your target order. Well, yeah, well, I had to take our daughter to dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know if that's real. Because have you seen her dance lately? It's not. doesn't look like she's. She's dancing. four. What do you expect? I expect some higher results, that's for sure. No, just keep paying it and be quiet. It makes her happy. I'm going to sue that. What are the laund- What are the, the potatoes suing the laundries for? That's what I'm going to sue that dancing school for. Just yeah. the decency overall. Oh really? Yeah, you told you talk hard now, but at her dance recital, you're gonna have five bouquets of flowers, and you're gonna have you're gonna be in tears. So stop talking all hard when she's got you wrapped around her little little finger. All right, sounds like we're losing Cuddles' connection. So let's move on to the next fan feedback. Uh-oh. Uh, Cindy writes in, "Hi, hi from Toronto, Canada. I love watching Ooh. you guys." Started watching beginning of COVID. Anthony, you are my absolute fave. That's nice. Frank and Gene have been fighting so much. People feel like they need to pick sides. Nobody's picked me as a fave lately. Have you noticed that? Um, There's one thing that drives me crazy. You guys don't know anything about Canada. (laughs) I love hockey. (laughs) I know that about No, I really do love Canada. I had a great time when we went to Toronto. Yeah, we know a lot about Canada, Cindy. Like, for instance, it's up. We know it's up on the map. 
Our son wants to go there. He wants to go see a moose. That's true. Our kid talks about going to Canada every day to go see a moose. All the time. All um, the time. I've, I've been to Canada twice, three times. Been to yeah. Canada. You went for a bachelor party. That doesn't count. You went to a strip club. That's true. Canadian strip clubs are different. That's a different. Everybody's very polite. So where does she suggest we go or do or whatever? Yeah, you know what? Good call, Cuddles. Cindy, instead of, instead of criticizing, how about you lay out a little itinerary yeah. for us so we yeah, can visit? I would love I would love to visit. I love like What's gas like up there in Canada? Is it cheaper? Because I'd like, I'd like to get some cheaper gas. That's yeah, and how on House Hunters are you able to afford a $4 million house <laughs> <laughs> if you're like a butterfly farmer? I want to know. That's <laughs> true. That's true, butterfly farmer. <laughs> That's true. We discovered that. We knew enough about, like, remember that time where we realized, holy shit, 95% of House Hunters is filmed in the Toronto area. I did not know that. I thought it was different parts of the United States. Yeah. No. And it's then. Like always yeah. Toronto. Yeah. Is it just Toronto costs that much or are other places like Hamilton and shit? See, I knew Hamilton. I used to be so proud. Remember, because I worked for the Islanders a billion years ago and I would um, when the Canadian teams came to play in the NHL, they had to sing the Canadian national anthem with the American national anthem. And I knew I still do know every single word to the Canadian national anthem. I, I don't think that's something the average American knows. No, but I think if you go to Canada, they know ours. Right. Well, everybody knows ours. We force it on people. We we do. We're not, you know. You know what I loved about Canadians, too? When we were in Canada, they always go, they call us, the Canadians call Americans, which is nice because they should call us idiots, but they refer to us as the States. The States. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we got, we're like in Canada, like, oh, you're from the States? Like, that's where they're kind of, which I thought that was kind of like a cool little slang thing. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the kids in, you remember on our honeymoon when we were in Disney and it was freezing and the the people from Canada were in the pool? This is a legit story. So we're in Florida in December. So it's warmer for us, but it was still considerably cold. It was like, what, 50 something degrees? Yes. We were night? in hoodies and so cold. Yeah. In fact, in fact, you I didn't, didn't even bring even a bathing suit. You didn't even bring a bathing suit. You did not go in the water. I was no. determined to go, and I only went into the hot tub. Yeah. And coming out of that hot tub was shock. And we look over, and there are people in a pool, and we were like, what is wrong with them? And then we found out they were from Canada, and that shit just did not bother them at all. Nope. They were like, it's warm. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I had, like, hoodie and lay layer after layer because I was cold. And they were in the pool walking around. Not like they were in the pool and were staying. Like, they were walking around wet, and it was not bothering them. Yes. I'm like, that, that's that's a different breed. They were just, ha they were in Disney in a freezing cold pool talking about what would help on the Leafs power play and just having the time of their lives. Nothing. Nothing will help the Leafs. Nothing. <laughs> All right. That's it. We've run out of time, Cuddles. Okay. Episode over. Oh, well, I'm, all right. You did good. Oh, thank you. Did you enjoy co-hosting? I did. I did. It was a lot of fun. I will say this. Um, when you come on the show, it's the only time I could actually say I enjoy sleeping with my co-host. Because every other time I don't enjoy it. Oh. 
it's good and then you gotta open your mouth and do something to ruin it all right that's it for us i want to thank cuddles for uh putting up with me both in life and on the podcast here that's appreciated of course um i want to thank you guys for the fan feedback keep that coming by the way emails tweets whatever the case may be uh comments on youtube and facebook keep those coming we love reading those and sharing them at the end of each and every single episode of course we've got that new merch up in the store shopanthonydownair.com head on over there to grab some uh mugs some shirts some hoodies while you can before the uh summer is upon us and don't forget to grab your jumpstart coffee company save 15 percent with that promo code aoa15 when you order with the link in the description thanks again cuddles thank you everybody have a great weekend we will catch you on the next one yes bye everyone show me potatoes